Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Cheering crowd sound, it's concerts, concerts that made us, concerts that made us.com. Hello, this is Stephen Booking, and you are listening to Concerts That Made Us. Like a ghost in the distance, I'll be longing, always reaching for you. Like a ghost in the distance, I can see you, but you're fading slowly. You're still gone so far away, I'm still here day by day. The ghost of you haunts my mind and I can't seem to leave it behind. A piece of us was torn apart And the weight of the guilt still weighs on our hearts Someday we'll know Why you had to go No one's to blame That's how I life goes Like a ghost in the distance I'll be longing Always reaching for you Like a ghost in the distance I can't see you But you're fading
Jay, you're very welcome to concerts that made us. Hey, Brian, thank you for having me. I don't have the words to describe how great it is to have you now. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you over the next bit. Now, you released a very special song, Andrea the Angelic, on the 25th of August. Please tell us all about it. Yeah, so um, the song is a tribute to my sister who passed away in 1994 uh, due to complications resulting of a disability she had, spinal muscular atrophy type 1, which was a very progressive uh, disorder. And yeah, so it's a neuromuscular disorder which results in muscle wasting away. Yeah, so yeah. I also have SMA, but I have type 2, which is less progressive than the one she had. Yeah. So this is a tribute to, you know, remember, and also it's a double meaning because everyone that has lost someone they loved at some point can relate to this one. So yeah, there's a double meaning to it. Being such a personal song, it must have been very hard to actually, you know, get the ball rolling and make a start on it. What was the experience like? Yeah, no, it took, it took. Well, sometime, I, almost a year, I'd say, up and down, you know, and then, but it started m- much earlier. I had an idea and a concept, but, you know, I didn't want to rush it, because, like you said, it's so dear to my heart that, you know, you have to do it justice. So I didn't want to rush it and stuff like that. So I, you uh, know, to put everything, you know, let's say, blood, sweat, and tears into this one, so hopefully the audience likes it. And I have to ask, how does the final version compare to your original vision? Yeah, I know, no, I like it. I feel it's a, it's a decent blend of pop, electronics, and like hip-hop elements to it, so it's a very meta genre, I'd say. When you're writing such a personal song and you're digging deep for all those emotions, what is it like, you know, what's the whole, how do you approach the songwriting? Well, no, it, it starts with maybe a title, maybe it starts with a random concept and then I'll write a poem, you know, about the concept and then based on that we'll build a beat, a genre, you know, a female vocalist or male will decide that type of stuff, the structure of the song, you know, the, the beats per minute, all that stuff, the tempo. Yeah. So it starts with lyrics. I'll start, yeah, lyrics first, and then I'll build upon that. That's how it starts, really. That's my process. Right, right. And you know, you you were very hands-on with the process. You co-produced this. What was the whole uh, producing experience like? Yeah, same. Like I said, yeah. First, I started with, let's say, uh, uh, a target package. I like to call it something like that, where I put like a bunch of references together, and then I, I share it with my co-producer, Bobby Johnson. And then from there, we take it all right. 
I said in the beginning, I want this to be like, it has to be emotional, but still have that hope feeling at the end, you know, that beacon of hope. So it's, it's sad, it's a sad episode, but it's, but it's sweet. It's a very hard thing to do with when you're writing a song to make it so sad, but also make sure you'd have that uplifting feeling inside it. Uh, and at the end, you know, is that I don't want to overthink it. Because then uh, I feel like you will never get done and you'll never get to the final version. So at the end, I just told Bobby, I think he's right now. Let's just go with it. Let's not overproduce it. Let's not overthink it. It feels right. I played it to my mother. She felt it. She was emotional. She said it's nice. So yeah, I just told Bobby, I'm like, let's just go with us now and don't overthink it enough. Because that can happen if you overproduce a song and then you lose the people, you know, the units. So yeah. Yeah, you can uh, very easily lose the feeling in it if you overproduce it, make it too polished. And you know, you've some great collaborators on this track as well. How did you manage to get the caliber of artists that you did to appear on the track? Yeah, my co-producer, Bobby, knows uh, Edwin. He's a young up-and-coming artist with a lot of potential. So he introduced me to him and also to Kulex. And then Cat, I heard on a, a friend of mine's radio station, he played Kat's song, and I, I heard her, and I, I asked him, is he from South Africa? And he said, yeah, he knows her, and it turned out my, the guy that does my PR does her PR. So yeah, he will set us up, and that's how we came together. I actually, I had Kat on the show, I'd say about a year, year and a half ago now. She's great. I love her music, and she's such a, a nice person as well. Super talented, very open, yeah, yeah, very unique. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, what do you hope listeners get from this track? Well, just some inspiration, you know, taking it, making your day a little bit better, yeah, stuff like that, yeah. Even if you just want to be sad and mourn someone, you know, do it. While we listen to your song, and uh, you have to go through the morning process. You cannot uh, deny it, you know, or avoid it. You have to go through it. So hopefully this helps in that way also. And you know, I have to ask, how does it feel now that Andrea's memory is immortalized forever in in lyrics, and possibly the whole world can get to get to know about her through the song. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was really good, you know, I feel proud. And, uh, yeah, like you said now, hopefully forever now people will know about her and she will never be forgotten completely. I suppose at this stage, so I'd like to give the listeners a, a deeper sense of you as a musician. So we'll dive into some early influence questions. If you can, can you remember your earliest musical memory? My earliest music memory? Uh, that's a difficult one. I remember when I was younger, 
My parents always used to watch music awards type of shows. And I remember, I think it was 1999 or 2000, the American Music Awards, something like that, in Monaco. I remember it was hosted in Monaco. And that, we, we recorded it on VHS back in the day. And we listened to that video, watched it over and over again. When people came to visit, we watched it together. It was like a thing. And yeah, that that show or concert or whatever you want to call it, award ceremony, just had such a massive impact on me. Yeah, and I really didn't know it until recently, you know. And then I thought about it and it really made sense. Yeah. It was back in the day when Britney Spears just came up and yeah, DJ Bobo, Southgun. A uh, bunch of random international artists, yeah, all bunch of different genres also. I remember they had like a, a tribute to modern talking and stuff like that. So yeah, it was a random show, but it had a massive influence on me. Yeah. Right, right. And did you grow up in a very musical household? You know, were your parents big into music? Not into like playing instruments and stuff like that. But yeah, music has always been around. My father is more conservative. He likes, you know, new diamond and that contemporary type of music. And my mother is much like me, which is eclectic. eclectic. We listen to a bunch of different genres and everything. So yeah, it has always been around us, yeah, definitely. As you were growing up then, what sort of music were you being introduced to by friends and how do you think it molded you into the musician you are today? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, my parents were more like, um, let's say pop and then contemporary type of music. And then one day, my cousin John Marie came to visit and she introduced me to MTV. And back in the day, when MTV still played music, you know, they, um, I, TRL, Total Request Live, I used to watch that every day. And then I got introduced to hip hop and more alternative types of pop that you wouldn't associate with, let's say, older people. Yeah. That's right. And I have to ask, I'm very intrigued to find out now, how did you discover your talent? How did it all start? Well, it's, I don't know, it's just a unfortunate or fortunate circumstances. I don't know what happened really, but I always played around with words, you know, and I never really thought of myself as a musical artist or anything like that. I used to do play playlists and stuff at uh, weddings and so on, family weddings and stuff like that. But I didn't, never really thought of doing it as a producer full on. So in one day I just thought about and I got in contact with Bobby and yeah, the rest is history, I guess. 
Exactly, exactly. And, you know, tell us all about this project, Stephen Gawking, the nuclear lyricist. It's very catchy name, by the way. But tell us how you came up with it, all about it. Yeah, and hip hop, uh, wordplay is a big thing. So you take a famous person and you change a few words and letters into something different. So I just took the most well known disabled person and I thought, like Stephen Hawking, how can I change this? So let's add a G, you know, Hawking. So, uh, and Stephen Hawking also had a neuromuscular disease. So in a way, it lined up perfectly. It certainly did. It certainly did. And how has the reaction been from fans and listeners? Not too bad. Uh, in the beginning, I made a few mistakes with, uh, before I made Tebow, with PR and stuff like that. But now things are taking off nicely. The previous song did really well. And hopefully this one will do even better. The previous song was about uh, rugby. It really shows your love of the sport. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And I have to ask, it's concerts that made us. So I have to ask, as a concert goer, what concerts have made you? We generally go to many concerts, uh, mostly local artists. We have we had a show type of thing where uh, it's an African type of concert where all, a bunch of African artists played once a uh, It was called Skull Spell. We went to that a few times. And uh, a few years ago, we went to watch the Vengal Boys uh, in Joburg. That was also something quite interesting to know. That's right. I'd imagine that was a very fun, energetic performance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Vengal Boys were something fresh. Early 2000s. Uh, definitely something that influenced me in many ways also. Yeah, I get you. I get you. And you know, when it comes to going to a show, what makes a good show for you? What has to happen for you to leave that night thinking, I'm going to remember that for a long time? Probably being true. True to your, if you're a musician, it's true to themselves. You just feel it, you know. It's like, a, like remember when idols and shows like that started? Everyone said, no, it's not about just singing. It's about interpreting your song into a way that unites to everyone, you know. So it's deeper than just singing. And it's really a performance. You have to connect with people and touch them emotionally. And that's, that's no one really knows how to do that. I think it's a talent that you are born with. And some people just have it. It's like an X-factor type of thing, you know, that you know it's there, but you cannot explain it into words. Yeah, I get you completely. And I know that in the future you're planning on putting on shows yourself. What can you tell us about it? What can we expect when these shows happen? Uh, so I want it to be multi-genre, multi-language type of thing. Because in South Africa, we are very diverse in terms, in terms of 
culture, language, and everything, you know. We are very diverse, so I want the festival slash concert type of vibe to be a breeding of cultures, language, and just bring everyone together. Much like how rugby in South Africa brings people together, I feel like our art can also bring people together. I really like that. There really will be something for everybody. Yeah, young, old, black, white, male, female, doesn't matter. Mm. Everyone can relate and enjoy it. I like it. I like it. And, you know, when it comes to your career, how do you balance your personal life with being a musician? Well, no, it's just, it's just, uh, it's the best outlet for me to cope with my disability. And it also gives me a sense of purpose, you know, to have a goal and uh, things to achieve. So if it wasn't for this, I would probably be very depressed and uh, lost as a person, you know. It gives me purpose and something to strive for. Yeah. And, you know, as a person with a disability, then, how do you approach breaking into the music industry? I'd imagine it is incredibly hard to kind of get into it and get some traction. Yeah, that was the thing. In the beginning, I made a few mistakes because I didn't really know how to approach the industry, you know. So in the beginning, it was just me and my co-producer, Bobby. Bobby is a brilliant producer. Technically, probably one of the best in the world, I would say. But we don't have that business knowledge of the industry. We are artists. So I had to learn very quickly how to manage this industry. And luckily, I came across Evo and Lauren Smith and a few people that helped me. And so I feel now we have a decent team and yeah now we can move forward and keep pushing boundaries yeah and the music industry is well known for being you know incredibly hard you could be at it your whole life and never get any success at all or else it could be like overnight you have success but do you think the music industry is receptive to people with disabilities i don't think the disability has anything to do with it at the end of the day, also, I met a, a DJ producer called Mark Stent. He's also prominent here in South Africa, and he told me that there are no shortcuts in this industry. You have to earn respect, and when you earn respect, the rest of what you are wanting to achieve will come. So, first of all, it doesn't matter what you do. You, in life, you have to earn respect, and with respect, other doors will open. That's the way life is, and it will it will probably never change. You know, if you have to earn respect first and foremost, and then you can build upon that. And the only way to do that is to put in the work. Definitely, definitely, that is some of the best advice you could get, and you know. Your fans, 
They're very important. How do you engage with your fans and what role do they play in your journey? Yeah, look good. For artists, especially independent artists, without fans, you are nothing. You cannot make another song. You, you won't have the motivation to keep going. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the bread and butter, I guess. You know, everything is for them. And uh, we appreciate that as independent artists. And now, luckily, things are taking off on Spotify and social media. So, yeah, I'm very grateful. Yeah. And how do you keep yourself motivated and inspired when it comes to your career? What keeps you going? Just to prove everyone wrong, you know, to be a disabled person that achieved things that able-bodied people couldn't achieve. And that motivates me to prove everyone wrong and to show them, you know, you cannot cope with your life from an able-bodied person. I have many more struggles than you, and I will still be more successful than you. So that motivates me to see, you know, yeah, to prove people wrong. Brilliant, brilliant. I love that answer. And, you know, when you look to the future, is there any specific goals or milestones that you hope to achieve? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, always, uh, as an artist, you have to, you want to uh, win awards, hopefully in the future. It just helps with motivation also to keep going, to have some recognition. And then in the future, like I said, definitely the music festival, you know, bring people together. And uh, yeah, this is just the beginning. Exactly, exactly. And you know, before we dive into the last couple of questions then, future plans that are laid in stone. Tell us all about it from music to any plans whatsoever you have coming up. Yeah, no, we're already working on the next few singles. Hopefully they will come out early 2024. And then, like I said, the music festival will happen. Definitely, uh, hopefully, you know, but First, I want to make sure we do it right. So in the beginning, I want to start with more of like a concert and take it from there and grow it into a bigger festival. Yeah. So that is also. And then we are also playing around with maybe opening a studio in Belito, in, and maybe from there, you know, we can look at a record label and stuff like that, but those are all far in the pipeline. And, but yeah, like I said, uh, goals like that keep me motivated and gives me purpose. So yeah. Some solid plans there. I like it. I like it. You definitely know where you're going to go in the future, so. Yeah, but it's going to take a lot of time. So hopefully we get there. And do you, do you have any plans for breaking into Europe or the States? I'm doing my best, yeah. But uh, that's why I'm so grateful to be on your podcast and hopefully that helps. Yeah. Like I said, I want the more 
fans and people you can reach, the better you can grow your brand. So yeah, any any advice and help is uh, appreciated. Exactly, exactly. Right, we'll um we'll dive into the last couple now. These are a couple of random odd questions, but I'm intrigued to see your answers. So if you could see any performer from history in concert for one night only, who would it be? Um probably Albert. Albert Spritley. So we watched his movie the other day. But I don't know, uh, there was just something special about him. And uh, it, like I told you previously, he just had that X factor that, you know, he, in a way, he hypnotized people to watch him and just like him and imitate him. And he was just next level. So, yeah, let's go with Elvis Presley. A man after my own heart. I, he'd be <laughs> my number one as well to see in concert. I, uh, just, he had this sort of mystic presence, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he never toured the world. He only toured uh, America, North America, so the USA and Canada. And But yet he was known worldwide. Even to this day, people imitate him and thoughts. It's insane how influential he was. Yep, exactly. I don't think there'll ever be another Elvis, though. He Never, he was no. so great, it can't be replicated. Yeah, he just said that, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Expect a special. Mm, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And the next one, now this is where the odd part comes into. If you had to spend 24 hours in a room with any musician from history, who would it be? I would say Jay-Z, because he also started, you know, he never, people didn't expect him to be as big as he is today. He's a billionaire, massive, you know, musician, influencer, icon. And he also started when things were rough, you know, where he came from and he pushed through all that and still came out on top, you know. So, yeah, I'd say Jay-Z. That's a very good one. You actually made me think of something there when you said he's an icon. He's one of them, similar to Elvis as well, he kind of transversed from being a musician to being like an icon and a symbol. Do you think it's still possible in nowadays for an artist to do that? It's difficult now with everyone being overstimulated with content, but I believe if people still keep pushing hard, because we live in a time where people give up easily. They do the TikTok thing, they do the social media thing, they get bored, then they try something different. But if you are still a true artist and keep pushing for many years, then to master your craft, eventually people will respect you for being an artist and then you will earn, you know, that iconic status. But like I said, it takes time and 
commitment. So yeah, I think so. Right. And the final one, so what song would appear on the soundtrack to your life? Um let's go with Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. What is it about that song that speaks to you? Just again, it's one of those songs that's it's so iconic. Uh, my cousin was playing it the other day and I told him that song will never die. You will always hear that song. Doesn't matter what will happen, you will always hear that song. It's just one of those songs that, you know, even if you're not a hip hop fan, you know that song and you like that song. So, yeah, let's go with that song. I was actually just about to say that it's uh, even if you're the biggest metal head or into oh. pop or whatever, you still oh, yeah. like that song. Yeah. Right. Jay, listen, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you on. I've really, truly enjoyed chatting with you. Now, thanks a million. No, thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. And uh, I really enjoyed this. Everything happens for a reason. One day you'll be everything that you're dreaming. Meditate. God bless thee my soul, I'm a chess piece he hold, I am he, both one Davidic age with livid rage in the script to face Goliath's FIFO from breaths on hold, mid chest and Kobe and dancing mode is knit, we come and defense is sold and legends told that I sidestep them off balance, a fellow bender, need to hum, yeah we step in the name of love baby, not your love and how that deals with just wanna show you how rather uncomfortable the truth is, why I sidestep the barber, boy son is what the root is.
keep on trying and I won't let go keep on trying and I won't let go keep on trying trying Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So, until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show's over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.